And now we're going over to speak to Dr. Marcus de Bruyne, who's an independent candidate standing in Fingal. And I've printed out some of his stuff. And according to his Twitter page, he wants to shut down RTE, uh, ask Gabo to retire and re-establish the medical and legal professions. And um, is there anything else, Doctor, now you'd like to do when you're elected? Well, look, they they would certainly be some uh, long-term goals. <laughs> right. uh, I wouldn't cause certainly wouldn't cause call them um, uh, immediate objectives. Right. But okay. Certainly going to take some time. But, okay. Um, you know, the, well, there's certainly plenty of things I like to do, but I mean, I mean, on that point, yeah. I, I mean, even starting with RTE, for example, you know, I mean, we get very upset about water charges, but I mean, my my stance is is that it's not just water charges that people are being screwed for; it's a lot of different things. I mean, if you look at the TV license, you know, I mean, you, we pay RTE 160 euros per household to watch advertisements that uh, companies pay RTE for. You know, I mean, that's not the case with the BBC. It's not the case with uh, NPR in the States or PBS in the States. You know, I mean, it's not just the water charges is my point. Right, right. You know, it's not only kind of RTE, but you look at the local property tax. You know, I mean, the bulk of that goes to the county council. And in the past 20 years, I mean, 20 years ago, the county council were responsible for looking after the roads. Well, they're privatised. Every parking metre on the road will tell you that. The waste, that's the water, that's been privatised. You know, the rubbish, that's been privatised. So what are we paying LPT and what is the council actually doing with the large amount of funding that it's getting from the state and from um, private houses? Households and from businesses. So, you know, it's not just the water yeah. charges. So, yes. that's kind of essentially where I'm coming from. You know? Right. So, basically, what you're saying uh, is that you would. You know, your platform uh, really is to, to try and do away with the water charges and the, the, the household tax and bits and pieces like that that are that, that you feel are kind of infringing on people at, uh, at all levels. Well, I, I mean, it's not essentially to do away with things. I think that's a very safe stance for, for politicians to take, that we can do away with everything. I mean, money has to come in from somewhere. You know, politics, I think, has to be rational and has to be rationalised. I mean, we've got to ask some questions in terms of what are we getting back for this huge amount of, of funding that's going to these organisations. You know, it's not that RTE should receive zero funding or we shouldn't have public broadcasting or we shouldn't have county councils. Of course, we we should have these things but but my question is is what are we what are we the taxpayer getting back for this for these taxes that we're paying where is the money going i mean i lived in new zealand for for, for a number of years and and every year we would get a, whilst we were living there we would get a, a statement of accounts from the county council to tell us exactly where they were spending the money and what they were spending the money on you know i mean you, if you want to try and find out what local government in in ireland is doing with its money you really have to start to do a, a paper trail you have to really dig and find out you know i mean i think some serious questions have to be asked you, you know, not just for, in terms of water, but in terms of the majority of the taxes that we're paying. You know, and if yeah. we had a rational approach, if we were actually, you know, if 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 local authorities, if businesses and institutions that are that are, are funded by the taxpayer were actually held accountable for what they're doing with that money, um, I, I, and we had a rational approach, if they were given what they needed rather than what they want, you know, and if they were if they were held accountable for how they're spending it, we wouldn't have to pay. Um, LPT at the rate, so we wouldn't have to pay water charges because there's enough money being spent in terms of taxes and in terms of the LPT to run these organisations properly, but it's not being done. I mean, so it's accountability is essentially... Right, okay. 
Okay. And can I ask you, as a health professional, as you are, um, how do you see, like, particularly, say, Bowmont and the health service, how do you see that kind of, uh, what would your stance be on that? Well, again, I think our health service is, is a disaster, but it's, it's, it, there's some, and, and it's not just a disaster, it works very well in some respects, but it works atrociously poorly in other respects, you know, casualties, casualty departments in, in Beaumont, waiting times for procedures, you know, charges at, 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 at GP's offices such as my own, you know, for, for middle income people, all of these aspects of the health service would represent the disastrous um, um, manner in which it works, you know, but I think once again, I mean, the, the question needs to be asked, where is the money going and how is it being spent? And are public officials and organisations being held accountable? I don't think that they are being held and there's zero accountability for how this money is being spent. Not just accountability, but essentially linking payments to organisations like hospitals to actual productivity. Do you know, right. I mean, there, there's, a serious, there's a serious lack of productivity, you know, and the, the, the compelling kind of, of question that, that doesn't seem to be asked to, to state bodies is, is, you know, what are you doing with the money? And, you know, you get the money on the basis of productivity. I mean, I get paid to work just like you get paid to yeah, work. Yeah. And we have to kind of at the end of the week be held accountable to somebody to show that we've done something during the week. But where is the accountability to public, public bodies and organizations and hospitals and institutions? It's of a minimal standard if it's even there at all. Right. Right. Okay. So, so you, you're not going to as you're. So basically, you're saying you're not going to do away with everything, but you have to kind of ask where is the money being spent and justify its it it, it being spent and all that money kind of uh, out there being used. That is that generally the the message. Absolutely. Well, I mean, you look at the budget for for health in Ireland represents 13 billion euros. That was the budget for the Department of Health, you know, 13 billion euros. That's almost a third or a little bit more than a third of the entire PAYE tax take for the whole nation. Now, when you consider a figure like that and then, you know, on top of that, consider the fact that 40 percent of the Irish people have health insurance, have actually voted with their pocket to say that they have a total lack of faith in a public health system that's supposed to be free and public and actually on top of that have to go and buy private health insurance you know so the existence of private health insurance at the at the rates that it that at the at the kind of levels that it exists in the state is a blatant indictment of the 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 efficiency or the productivity levels that go on in the public health health system you know and i think that it's 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 huge inefficiency it's huge wastage and it's huge bureaucracy that gets in the way of having an efficient health service i mean you look at what's done in the community in ireland like i'll give you a simple example yeah sure i mean i do shifts at the ddoc at the dock on call and they provide a service to my patients um in the evenings um from six o'clock on um so i do i I do my shifts there and then they offer the service for for emergencies you know doctors at at the ddoc are specifically advised as part of our kind of protocol not to suit your patients not to stitch patients but to send them directly to casualty and the the thinking behind this is is that some gps in 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 that 
are registered with DDoc are de-skilled in that area and don't do that. And therefore, we shouldn't be setting a precedent and we should refer patients to, to casualty to have that done. I mean, you wouldn't find that in, in, in any other civilised country, this sort of gross inefficiency, you know, this, this kind of bizarre notion of sending people to casualty to get very, very simple and basic things done. I mean, in most, I mean, I've worked, as I said, in New Zealand and worked in other countries. In most other countries, there's a rational approach to healthcare. Right, I think right. that's what's absent in Ireland, a rational right. approach to right. it. Right. Well, okay. And the question I ask all independents, you get elected, the government, you know, there's a hung government or what a hung parliament uh, or the all. If the Taoiseach or Enda, you know, or Enda comes to you or Micheál Martin knocks on your door looking for your vote to support the government, what are the, say, two or three things that you would be looking for? Well, I mean, as, I think as, 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 as most independents would probably say, you know, we would work, I would work with other politicians or other people in Dolan who I felt, you know, had, you know, the interests of, of, of the Irish people and of their own communities, you know, to heart. You know, I, I firmly believe that party politics has failed Ireland. And right. I have very, very little interest in, in signing up to a political party because I think, you know, all the all the major parties are absolutely right when they say that none of the others should be in government. I think none of them should. <laughs> okay, all right, no. okay. <laughs> that, that's a good, good slant on it, right. Well, look, um, as I say to all the candidates, the very, very best luck with your campaign. It doesn't mean I uh, endorse anybody or whatever, but uh, thanks for coming on and taking the time to come on, uh, Marcus, and the very best with your campaign. I'd like to say thank you very much and might I say to you, you know, it's very good of you and the staff at Near FM to think of independence. I mean, we have very, very little voice, very, very little access to the media, so it is wonderful to have an opportunity to be able to speak and might I say that the other radio organisations and media are very, very slow to hear alternative voices such as my own. So many thanks for that. No bother. Well, thanks for coming on. We'll talk to you again. Thanks very much indeed. Thanks. Cheers. Thanks. And that was Dr. Marcus de Bruyne, and he's an independent candidate out in Fingal.